Tua finally looked great, looked outstanding, looked like a top five draft pick, looked like a franchise quarterback, but wouldn't you know it, there are plenty of people that just want to crap on the guy. He never gets the benefit of the doubt. Hey, wait a minute. NFL great wide receiver Pierre Garçon is here with us today. Coquel, Coquel's back. Hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. No, no, no. Stick around. Hang out with us. Cool. Yeah, we'll stay and hang around with you. It's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Oh, man. How did I get so lucky to start the work week? No, not all of you detractors of Tua. I've got some messages and some words for you. But we jump in to start the work week, and uh, we have a local football legend, not Coquel. I mean, I had a great uh-huh. high school uh, career, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> come on. Coquel is back from his COVID quarantine garage in Port St. Louis. It is good to see his, his pudgy little face. I love the fact that he's back. But also, as exciting, all right, definitely more exciting, is a man <laughs> who is one of the best football stories you're going to be, you're going to find from Palm Beach County, played his high school ball at John I. Leonard, then had a great NFL career, most notably with the Colts and Washington. Pierre Garcon hanging out for the whole damn hour with us here on Ken LaVica Live. Pierre, Thank you. why, why, why have you decided, <laughs> hey, this is a good idea for me and my reputation? Ah, oh, man, I love ESPN. I love the hometown, so I love helping out and being around. Awesome. It's great to have you here. We're coming to you from the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney studios downtown west palm beach right off of the uncomfortably hot intracoastal phillips point towers here downtown uh Tua tongue of Iowa looked awesome okay i want to <laughs> i want i want to start right now with Tua looked amazing against the falcons on saturday at hard rock stadium let's go through the numbers okay 16 of 23 183 yards a touchdown pass led two touchdown drives the dolphins roll over the falcons 37 to 17 he looked every bit the franchise quarterback he looked like honestly what he looked like against the bears for the exception of the interception that he threw at the end of his time in the game uh pierre why don't we actually in coquel why don't we actually uh wash ourselves here <laughs> let's cleanse ourselves with the greatness that is Tua. let's get to our eds air conditioning coolest moment of the weekend time now for the coolest moment of the week cool Cool, yeah. The coolest moment of the week is brought to you by EDS Air Conditioning. All right, you need an air conditioning plan because it is hot and it's terrible all the time here in the summer in South Florida. Remember, EDS is yes, edsairconditioning.com. Let's hear Tua Tungavailoa's touchdown pass as you heard it on CBS 4, originating out of Miami. Here is Tua Tungavailoa to Miles Gaskin in Saturday's preseason game. Spread it out here, three wide receivers. Tungamailoa stepping up in the pocket, fires, has a wide open oh, gasket, touchdown. The pocket presence. <laughs> I'm so gasket. tingly. Oh, man, it makes me feel good. That is your EDS air conditioning coolest moment of the weekend. Tua Tungavailoa, Miles Gaskin. Tua under duress with the pocket presence for the touchdown. Uh, and, and so I, I come off of Saturday night 
And Pierre, I'm telling you, yeah. I was glowing. I mean, I am all Tua all the time. I believe in the guy. I believe in the lefty. I believe in what he brings to the Dolphins. Uh, I just think that he is is so much untapped talent. And I would hope you would agree. You don't have to agree with me, okay? Uh, I would hope only leading the witness. Yeah, <laughs> that that nine games, nine games for Tua Tungavailoa to make a full statement about what he's going to be or what he isn't going to be is wildly unfair, right? Now, when you say he looked amazing, amazing. Are, you, are you saying his numbers look amazing or he as a player on, what is it, yesterday night? Uh, Saturday night. Saturday night playing look amazing. Uh, look like he can take over the world or does his numbers are good for preseason? Both. All right. So he's going against the ones in Atlanta, okay? Now, are the Falcons going to be good? Probably not. Does the defense look Swiss playoff cheesy? Contenders. Yeah, oh, oh, playoff contenders. See? See, Coquel Pierre says they are playoff contenders. So, you got a good quarterback like Matt Ryan and receiver. You know, you're going to move the ball up and down. Oh, field. you are building my conviction about Tua here now, Pierre. Thank you. All right. So the numbers, the numbers outstanding. 16 of 23, 183 yards and a touchdown. He had a quarterback rating in the 123, 124 range. Like, that's really good stuff. He took care of the football. Uh, and again. But like, did he look comfortable doing I that? thought he did. Like his pocket presence, like how he stands in there, he knows how to evade. Very similar to one of your former quarterbacks, Peyton Manning. Oh, stop. Now, <laughs> see, this is the problem here. See, I hated Tua for a while, and I couldn't figure out why. Then I was on quarantine, and I'm watching the game because I haven't been around Ken in a while. And I watched the game this week, and I'm like, wow, this Tua kid's really good. He looks comfortable. He doesn't look like he's rushing. He's not pressing. I've been back in studio for, what, four minutes, and now I hate two already. <laughs> Peyton Manning, really? Oh, man. I tell you what. He just knows how to avoid contact. Now, did you see Zach Wilson the second coming of Aaron Rodgers? We'll now, talk- that's a young quarterback, baby. <laughs> we'll talk about Zach Wilson in a second, and more particularly his mom. Uh, but uh, Tua, by all, by all metrics and by all eye tests, he looked really good against Atlanta, and he is so poured over, and there's so much attention paid to him, uh, but he, he balled out. Like, from, he looked from, good. From watching the highlights, I see he got comfortable. Yeah. You know, early on, it was, you know, dump-offs and three, four, five-yard passes. Then, you know, he started opening it up, which, you know, gain your confidence and, yeah. and make you a better player. But, you know, I think he has to keep growing and get comfortable. I think starting off the game with some 10- to 20-yard passes instead of, you know, Nickel and diamond. All right, all right. So Pierre <laughs> wants him to see, uh, wants to see him push it down the field. That, that's fine. The problem is he's not calling the plays. It's his coaches calling. He the plays, also, but, he also yeah. has a rag arm. That's oh, the problem. would you stop <laughs> with the rag arm thing? I mean, again, can he throw the, the ball downfield? Like, uh, oh, okay, Pierre. Okay, <laughs> leading the, the NFL and receiving in 2013 to each his own on how you want your quarterback to play. Okay, it's not up to him, but it's up to the coaches. But you know, checkdowns are checkdowns and three yard passes are three yard. Passes. <laughs> but, so this gets me. This is a perfect lead. And damn, mm-hmm. you're a radio veteran already. You're, he knows the topic and he knows what he wants to lead me into. Sign him up. Uh, so Tua, that's case in point. He never gets. The benefit of the doubt. To me, in the NFL, there are, I mean, there's dozens of players that no matter what are not going to get the benefit of the doubt, mm-hmm. but nine games into his career, and two is one of those guys. And it's not just Pierre Garcon, it's also Frank Schwab of Yahoo. Listen to his opening paragraph breaking down to his performance Saturday. Tonga Vailoa started eight of eight for the Dolphins on Saturday, but he wasn't perfect. And most of his throws were still short. So you mean to tell me, on a night where he went 16 of 23 for 183 and a touchdown, 
Those are the opening two sentences of the opening paragraph on Yahoo of Tua's night, Tua's performance. And then I have Pierre Garçon telling me, hey, it's, I'd it, like to see him throw 10, 20 yard yeah, passes. We know he has the arm. We know he has the potential, but it's not his fault that he's checking it down. But, you know, that's what makes me feel like he's a top five pick. You know, I'm not saying he's not ready yet. He just has to keep getting comfortable. And I've seen it through that Atlanta game. See, this that's pains fair. me a little bit, and I don't like to defend Tua ever, especially around <laughs> Ken. But he also had no receivers. No one's really creating separation. Yeah. Waddle got hurt. Waddle started to get a rhythm, and then Waddle got hurt. Mm-hmm. So I think, like, if Albert Wilson comes back from Port St. Lucie, when Fuller's back off suspension, I think Devontae and, Parker. And, and that's who he has to lean on is his receivers and tight ends and his check down Gaskin. You know, that's that's why it are, they are check downs. But, you know, his receivers, he has to lean on the big tight end. I yep. forgot his name. but Mike Kosicki. That, that's definitely going to help him, you know, get more comfortable. And I saw one over the middle where it's like, all right, that was a great play. That's, that's what we're looking yeah, and for. That's, yeah, yeah. So that's going to be the game, type of quarterback that wins the game, the check downs. You know, it's 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 gonna be you know nickel and diamond up and down the field, and after a while they catch on to it. It just feels like with two though, like it takes so much for people to say, oh oh maybe maybe he'll be something. But well, you gotta have, win games, so you just say maybe you're gonna be something. But then how do you explain <laughs> Zach Wilson? Zach Wilson has had oh. two good preseason games. He's got Coquel, the blonde like, bomber, like literally like rubbing goosebumps off his arms. Like Coquel, I think is going to start stalking Zach Wilson, showing up in hotels and waiting for him. It's really bizarre the way you've taken to him. Two games and Zach Wilson. We're starting to hear Mike Tannenbaum, our own Mike Tannenbaum, on Get Up say he's got such a bright future. Max Kellerman's talking about the greatness of Zach Wilson. I have he to watch. I have to watch more game. film on Zach Wilson, but I think he has an arm. He's he throws it very confident. You've seen Aaron Rodgers play, right? It's basically the same quarterback. <laughs> so while we're in the business of, of ridiculous yeah. comparisons, fine. I made one and you made one. So Tua, Tua just doesn't get the benefit of the doubt. But there are a lot of athletes, not just NFL players, but athletes that don't get the benefit of the doubt. For me, though, right now in my sports consciousness, Tua is the player that least gets the benefit of the doubt. Who is it for you? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And you can tweet at us at ESPN West Palm. Which athlete never gets the benefit of the doubt? I say Tua uh, and Pierre. One one name crossed my mind, a former teammate of yours in Washington that never mm-hmm. got the benefit of the doubt, and some of this was self-inflicted. But after his first season, RG3 never Ever, I mean, ever got the benefit of the doubt for anything. When you say benefit of the doubt, like if if he struggles, people just pile on constantly all the time, and even if he does something well, it clouds their judgment, and they say, "Oh, well, this guy's just trash." Um, you know, like you say, and uh, people love to throw hate more than they throw love. To throw yeah, love. for sure. <laughs> I mean, if they don't think you naturally fit the system out of college, they always want to give you the benefit of because you know the stigma is like you're not a true quarterback, mm-hmm. you're a running quarterback, or this and that. But you know, you have to prove them wrong more than you prove them right. Uh, you know, you just have to be amazing. You have to win games is what gives people the benefit of the doubt. But you know, quarterbacks do get piled on. You know, anytime they throw an interception, you know, just like that first interception two or through in. To double coverage, it was you know it was like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was like uh, uh, and then you know and then it was a past ten yards or fifteen yards downfield. Like, uh. <laughs> but you know you, you know you want to minimize that, but that's what you know will win games is the ten to fifteen yard passes downfield. And you can't throw interceptions. You get some of that with Lamar Jackson. As much credit as he gets mm-hmm. when he when Lamar's he, a great one. Even mm-hmm. when he has like a his completion percentage has improved every mm-hmm. year since eleventh grade. Literally, it's 11, 12, <laughs> then mm-hmm. into college, and then going forward. And then it's, 
Well, his, his completions are off-center to the left. Or his completions are off-center. They're breaking down where the throw rate is on the catch zone. It's like, c- come on, he's completing he these passes. He, they're not helping him out. But when he first started throwing the ball, you can see the difference, you know, when the guy's throwing it from his rookie to his, uh, you know, now his fourth year, fifth year. Yeah. You see the difference, and he's getting better at it, but we always knew he was an athlete. <laughs> but with Lamar, it's like what you're speaking to, Pierre, mm-hmm. is it because you have to change, and they changed, Baltimore changed their system to fit yeah. Lamar, yeah. which makes them outliers compared to, say, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, a Washington where... Oh, they, we changed our system to help RG3. Yeah. Every, every coaches, the coaches want the quarterback to be successful. You know, so they, they altered miss, everything. I think Dolphins altered things for Tua as well. You know, that's just the play action that's behind the line of scrimmage. The you know they alter, they have to, so that the guys get comfortable and you know play to their strength because they want you to do well. So Lamar obviously thrives in that system now yes, in Baltimore. Yes. I don't think the Jets wanted Sam Darnold to do well. I watched every one of those games. <laughs> the Jets, the Jets, no part of that. The Jets now have a you know a different system and a quarterback yeah. that fits that system. So you know now he, they're he, trying. Yeah, yeah. So you know they're gonna let him you know do what he does best. You know he has to read the field. He has to you know hit the players. You know they're gonna throw deep balls, and that's part of their system. I was with the you know Jets offensive coordinator in San Francisco and Robert Sala in San mm-hmm. Francisco. So you know I kind of know the system, but. You know, they play to their strengths. Uh, and uh, so I think that Lamar is a great one. Uh, I think that he is. It, it happened when Peyton went to Denver. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. They went to, he played to his strength. Because he didn't. He obviously because didn't it was a run strength. first system in Denver, yeah. too. And, you know, obviously play actions always help. But, you know, there were some things that, you know, he brought to Omaha. He brought Omaha to yeah. Denver. Well, but that, that also Peyton would always get the benefit of the doubt, though, too. I mean, maybe not compared it's, to the Patriots. They held on him, too, when he it's, got hurt. That, <laughs> yeah. like, your, arm, your arm is not <laughs> what it was. But, you know, we're going to just, you know, hopefully you get back to the greatness that you are. Peyton got the benefit of the doubt until he didn't. You know what I mean? Like his whole <laughs> career was. Peyton Love Fest. Then he wins the Super Bowl, battling through injury, which any other player would be like. And they wow, said, "Oh, he the defense it out. did it." Yeah. yeah. Then they're like, "Oh, Peyton didn't win that. He looked terrible at the end of his career. He crawled <laughs> to the finish line. Like, what? He just won a Super Bowl." <laughs> I mean, I suppose while we're speaking about Denver and Peyton and underappreciated players or players that not underappreciated, there's a difference between underappreciated and not getting the benefit of the doubt. I mm-hmm. am uh, full disclosure, Pierre, um, uh, because we've been working together now for oh, I don't know, eleven minutes. So I feel a You're tight connection to, to you. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so let, let me pour my heart out here. Uh, Tim Tebow, <laughs> Ken lost his. Virginity. Oh, sorry. Yeah, oh, oh, excuse me. That's for the second, the second, second segment. Oh, man. I, you Come said on. Tebow and Virgin yeah. went to my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, 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 once we come closer and closer, then we'll have those conversations. <laughs> um, but but Tim Tebow, I spent last week just railing on him uh, mm-hmm. because he he ends up he's not going to play football again. The the Jaguars released him, and mm-hmm. so for me that was just Tim Tebow living out his adult fantasy sports camp. Right, <laughs> like there was no way he was going to make that team. He should have switched to tight end uh, ten years prior and. We asked what his legacy was, and for me, my my response was he was a failure as a pro athlete. Great college player, failure as a pro athlete. Oh, but Ken, he 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 made it, and he made it to the NFL. Okay, fine, because he's a great athlete as a pro. He was a failure, but I kept saying Denver's defense carried him. Matt Prater was hitting 65-yard field goals. I did not give Tim Tebow the benefit of the doubt. I suppose he fits it's, into this conversation. It's, it's, it's tough to say you're a failure as a professional player because we have such high expectations for somebody to be a professional mm-hmm. player. It was so, a first-round pick. Yeah, and there's always – if you're in the NFL or any profession, you have high expectations to actually make it. It's tough. But to say a failure, you know, playing quarterback in the NFL is, is the hardest job. That's why they get, you know, everything that they get. But – 
you know, he didn't reach the expectations that we all set for him. You know, as players, we don't set the expectations for everybody that, you know, the fans set expectations for because we know how hard it is and we know Denver changed their system for him as well. So, you know, things change up for players. Now, can you adjust to it? Can you thrive from it? Maybe some do, some don't. But it's hard as a quarterback. And I don't think he failed. But I don't think it was the dream story that we all wanted to be like it no, was in college. It definitely was. <laughs> How do professional athletes look at the bust tag? Because I always look at it we, different than most sports fans, and I'll call myself a sports fan. Like every I, every every position is different. You know, at quarterback, it's all about the completions and touchdown passes. As a receiver, the bust is obviously more obvious. You can't run, you can't catch the ball, you can't get open. Yeah. You know, as an offensive line, you're too too weak. You can't. You know, you can't block. You know, you we you're, why are you getting beat by you know someone? So every position, and that's how professional athletes look at it. Because if on defense, if you can't run, you just can't play defense. Mm-hmm. You know, because. I look at it as if you made thirty million dollars guaranteed in your career, your career wasn't a bust. Like you, like you got out of college, you got thirty <laughs> mil, whatever. Who cares at that point? A great way to look Take at my it. money and laugh. <laughs> Sleeping on twenties. A lot, right. a lot of guys do that. A lot of guys do that. <laughs> yeah, that's the truth. Uh, uh, which athletes never get the benefit of the doubt? Which athletes never get the benefit of the doubt? Because for me, two is like a benefit of the doubt drives me absolutely insane. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six eight eight eight. Seven six zero three seven seven six. You can tweet at us as well at ESPN West Palm, and we'll get to Twitter in a moment here because we have a bunch of replies to uh, players that just do not get the benefit of the doubt. Um, uh, and also, too, if you have uh, twelve years of pent up frustration over Pierre Garcon's forty eight yard touchdown Monday Night Football against the Dolphins two thousand nine to win that game, you can take it out. That was on my first well. touchdown ever. Too. That was his first touchdown ever <laughs> and coming it was home in Miami yeah, against the Dolphins Monday Night Football for the world to see. Yeah. And the Colts only had 14 minutes and 47 seconds of possession in that game as well. I remember it. I remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> I mean, it was the damnedest thing I've ever seen, and I saw the Tebow game as well uh, I left with that the Dolphins game and Broncos. You left the Tebow game the Tebow. early? Tebow game, third quarter, I left. It was so boring. Then he had that miraculous comeback. That game was uh, exceedingly boring. But Pierre Garçon, I, yeah. in full disclosure, and it, we're, we're going to have story time with Pierre later on in, uh, in the show as well, but full disclosure, the first time I ever – really heard of you was that night watching you streak down the right sideline into the end zone and then from it's there introduction yeah that was a, i was like oh so that's pierre garçon okay i'm gonna be honest i heard of pierre at every single recruiting fair at john i letter that they have they host every year every single d3 coach said hey you guys know pierre garçon come to our school hear our story <laughs> pierre garçon again uh one of our own john i leonard uh, went on to have a great college career d3 mount union and then uh obviously the Colts and uh, Washington and we'll have a little Pierre story time here uh, later on in the show so uh, Aiden Pierce tweets Jimmy Butler never gets the benefit of the doubt Baker Mayfield never gets the benefit uh, benefit of the doubt and Lamar Jackson never gets the benefit of the doubt we've talked about Lamar Lamar that one I mean last week uh, on on get up there's a discussion about Lamar Jackson's going to have a breakout season a breakout season. He was already MVP. <laughs> what, yeah, he won the damn MVP. What else does he have to show? He got to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's I, I that's, suppose that's, that's, that's the it. breakout. But that's a pretty cushy living. If winning the Super Bowl is your final, your final way to break out. I mean, it, but, but he's working at it. I know he's working at yeah, it. Yeah, hell yeah. That's, that's the only thing now that he has to accomplish. He got the playoff win behind him, and now that's the next step. Mm-hmm. And they got some receivers finally. 
Finally. If Bateman can be healthy and they got Watkins, if Watkins yeah. can regain some of that, maybe he has someone to throw to. But this, Lamar just has to stay healthy. If he stay healthy, they, those guys can, can He needs to stop too. catching COVID. He's had COVID nine times, yeah. I feel like, in yeah. the last two years. Like, bro, just keep six feet, okay? That's all we're asking, Lamar. Uh, but I want to – Baker Mayfield. So, mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield gets brought up, and this is what is maddening for me, is that Baker Mayfield has had more than enough time to prove himself, I think, that he is – a guy. He is a franchise guy. I understand that playing for the Browns sometimes is a death sentence. It's so tough he's, up there. Yeah. He's, already, tough up there. <laughs> he's already You're going to need more than just Baker Mayfield. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that he still has that job is a miracle in and of itself. But also, is Tua going to get the same amount of time to prove himself that Baker Mayfield has now? Because Mike Greenberg on ESPN is saying Baker Mayfield's the guy. Baker Mayfield's going to have a great season. Baker Mayfield's already shown me things. Like He has advocates in high places how come baker mayfield has such a long leash when other quarterbacks don't we're I mean, not I expecting cleveland to win that's that's so the expectations <laughs> are low it's different in cleveland they're just happy to, <laughs> to beat the pittsburgh steelers <laughs> to be on national tv that's that's the truth <laughs> if you beat but, the steelers then life yeah. is good yeah yeah buy the jersey <laughs> Cut and sent to our sister station, ESPN Cleveland. Be our son this. Oh, man. We had a lot of conversation against Cleveland guys in, uh, in Ohio. Uh, yeah. They think they're the state of football, and we're like, all right. <laughs> we're in Ohio, but you guys don't run football. Right, right. You definitely don't run football. Uh, Shane Bartell says, if we're talking coaches, he brings up Howard Schnellenberger. May he rest in peace. But Howard Schnellenberger, a guy who... And I'll forever extol his virtues as the play-by-play voice of FAU. I, I worked alongside him for a long time. But he, I mean, he saved football at the University of Miami. They might have just wiped out that program if it wasn't for him. He built that up, won a national championship, uh, then goes to Louisville, saves that program from death, then births FAU, who is now a thriving FBS program. And because of his winning percentage, because he took on all these projects, he's not eligible to get into the College Football Hall of Fame. That is a damned travesty. So it's a stat that yeah. makes you get into the Hall of Fame. Apparently. You have to be over 500, right? Yeah. Your winning record, or you're not, you not can't the impact qualify. you make. Right, exactly. <laughs> Nobody has a resume like him, but he can't get into the College Football Hall of Fame, which to me invalidates the College Football Hall of Fame. It's, it's ridiculous. Can I give you one that you guys may push back on? I don't think he ever got the benefit of the doubt, and he always got crushed when he shouldn't. Tony Romo. Yeah, Tony Romo was a good quarterback. Uh, he, he definitely was a good quarterback. Was a good, and his story, we were nervous when we were playing against him. <laughs> I feel like you. Everybody hated on him, but we were like, "Oh man, that is Romo," and he he got us at the, yeah. on the last drive a couple of times. And, and you you wouldn't have hated playing with Tony Romo. Nah, 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 because he's, he's he throws the ball. He's experienced, and you know he, he's not carefree, but it doesn't he doesn't let it linger. Yeah. You know, onto the next game, he's gonna be Tony Romo, and he was a good quarterback. The fans might not like him. Everybody else might like him, but. We were nervous, like, dang, we hope he throw interception. Yeah, <laughs> we hope. Well, he could be feast or famine, but man, Tony Romo's a good one because mm-hmm. Tony Romo's numbers and what he did, his production, they're legit. And look where he came from. Everyone seems to just ignore the fact that he was FCS out of East Carolina. You know what I mean? Eastern Illinois. Eastern Illinois, Illinois. excuse me, yeah. Sorry, Eastern Illinois. He's just a baller. He he throw the ball well. He's just a baller. Well, the only reason Eastern Illinois sticks with me with Tony Romo is because my high school girlfriend went to Eastern Illinois, and uh, then in the fall, we were still dating, and we were going to do the long distance thing. Oh, you tried that. And Mm. she she goes, oh, (laughs) hey, I'm here with the quarterback of the football team. It was damn Tony Romo. (laughs) Oh, no chance. Camera. I don't know what <laughs> no happened. Chance. I don't know what happened, but all I know is that two weeks later she called. I don't think this is going to work. You're Romo's girlfriend yeah. now. That's what happened. <laughs>
Like that is why I will always remember Tony Romo. Romo has some nice girlfriends too. Oh my God. <laughs> Bro, How did you and Romo get the same girl? That's the real question. What's that? How did you get someone on Romo's list? Is the real question. Because I'm looking at you and I'm looking at Tony Romo. I'm, and I'm telling you, two man. Guys, I my senior year of high school, I dyed my hair blonde and I just did a couple <laughs> things around the school, and my whole world opened up. I'm telling you, that's all it took. And then it was all downhill from there. But man, <laughs> that, one that year. hair dye was legit. <laughs> 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Which athlete never gets the benefit of the doubt? We'll go through a couple of more when we return. We're hanging out the entire show with Pierre Garcon because management said, hey, dopes, you need someone in here that knows what they're talking about. So Pierre uh, willfully volunteered his time to yes, make sure he yes. taught us something about football. So Pierre Garcon is here with us. Coquel is back from COVID quarantine. Ken Levick Alive is presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. FAU.edu slash MBA sport. No, you don't have to be an all worldwide receiver to find the odds like Pierre Garcon was to get into the sports industry. That's where a lot of the money is if you can get a free agent contract like Pierre earned. But uh, for the rest of us regular people, the FAU MBA sport management program is how you get into the sports industry. So many examples at the pro level, in the front office, or in the administration level, or facilities, or marketing, big time college athletics, local sports, Palm Beach County Sports Commission. It's the FAU MBA Sport Management Program Spring Semester Classes. You can sign up for them now at fau.edu slash MBA Sport. fau.edu slash MBA Sport. You can take the courses remotely or on campus in Boca Raton, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Dr. Jim Reardon, he's the boss. 22 years at it. Great friend. fau.edu slash MBA Sport, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Who are the athletes that never get the benefit of the doubt and only three preseason games this year should starters play. We'll discuss when we return. He's Pierre Garçon. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. You are listening to Ken Levick live on ESPN 106.3. Call the show now at 888-760-3776. Yeah. Only three NFL preseason games. Should we see any starters at all for me? Do I really want to see Tua? But then it's two full weeks now between the final preseason game and the start of the season. I am torn. I need guidance. You want to see Tua. I, you want to see Tua. I don't know. You, you got to. He needs experience. Mm. Game experience is a lot different from practice, and they're not going to hit him in practice. They're going to run past him in practice, and it's not the same. It's not the same. I don't want him to get hurt. He's we my never fragile, want him to get hurt. He's my fragile quarterback boy. You gotta have that pocket presence that you always preach about. You're <laughs> making Peyton it Manning, so. The oh. Peyton Manning pocket presence. <laughs> Pierre Garcon joining us here for the full hour. Uh, Pierre Garcon, outstanding NFL career, and now he is. Uh, he he's seemingly gonna make a living off of being my conscience with Tua, <laughs> even if I don't like it. He's hanging out with us here today. Coquel is back from COVID quarantine. He has left his garage and he is making. His triumphant return. Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel. Check out the podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, it is free. There is no damned excuse. Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast, subscribe to it. Get it right to your tablet. Get it right to your phone. Get it right to your device. The Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel podcast. And I know we did our coolest moment of the week. Brought to you by EDS Air Conditioning. Let me tell you about them real quick. EDS Air Conditioning, uh, they are your go-to for all your AC needs. Uh, so I went out this morning, got my run in, and it was like 545, and it's just 
disgusting. It's gross. It's already humid. Already humid. Already humid. You can't. I mean, I don't know how you, got, you, you got to run here. near the beach. I know. I know. It's less humid. I know. The problem is, I live like west a little bit. Like not Everglades west, but like far enough. Far enough where I don't know, man. Like it's so people much travel all over the world going to our beaches, and you can't drive thirty uh, minutes. <laughs> I know. But now I've got the kid. I've got the oldest in kindergarten, and like oh, yeah. if I don't get in that car line early enough, then it's trouble. I don't want to get into a fist slows, fight that slows early. The whole day it down. slows the whole day down. And I walk outside. I'm like, I'm dripping, and this is gross. And it's just so nice going back in your home in the air conditioning. But if your AC goes out because it's overworked, which happens a lot down here, then you're in some deep trouble. And that's where EDS Air Conditioning comes in. EDS is, yes, EDS Air Conditioning. They've been doing it since 2006. They've been doing it right down here. They're a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. What does that mean, Ken? It means they use the best equipment. It means they're not going to keep coming back every single year. EDS Air Conditioning, they have your back, and their appointment times revolve around you. That's EDS Air Conditioning, edsairconditioning.com. EDS is, yes, EDS Air Conditioning. Uh, One more here on the the athletes that never get the benefit of the doubt. We've been talking about, we started talking about Tua. No matter what he does, it's, oh, he didn't throw the ball long enough. Uh, he he didn't get the ball out quick enough, mm-hmm. no matter what he does. Do we have breaking NFL news? Oh, we do, Kenny. Okay. We got some breaking NFL news. Go ahead. Preseason football news. Near and dear to my heart, Jets rookie linebacker out of Jensen Beach, Jamie and Sherwood, named the starter. That's awesome. Like the starter for the final preseason game? Or week one. <laughs> As of right now for the final preseason game, but he's with the ones due to injury. But whatever, he's with the ones. But that's, still, ones. that's still legit. Jamie and Sherwood, who was a safety in college at Auburn, moved a linebacker, and he's taken the position so quickly that he in the final preseason game is going to get the go with the ones. Like, that's legit. There's a reason to have a lot of hope if you're Jamie and Sherwood after Oh, yeah. That, right? On defense, if you get the starting position, now you just got to keep bringing that energy yeah. every play. Like, you know, it's kind of easier to play defense. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so you just have to show up where the ball is at and just put, show that confidence that you're here to play. Uh, it, it, that's great. Like In all honesty, congratulations, Coquel, because yeah, that's yeah. Coquel's boy. And Jamie and Sherwood has torn up Jets training. Camp. I did a great job with Jamie and Sherwood's career to get out of the way. <laughs> I, I got oh, out of the way, way and said, go do your thing. Make I'm, me sure, good. I'm sure Pierre can attest, sometimes the best coaching is staying the hell out of <laughs> yes. this, this talent's let, way. Let the guy run around and do his thing. Yeah, yeah. Just go see play. ball, find ball. Uh-huh, absolutely. See ball, find ball. Yep. Uh, but we've been talking about the, the athletes who uh, do not get the benefit of the doubt for me right now it's Tua he's the apex of that but Lamar Jackson he's definitely up there uh Paul Oren tweets Ryan Fitzpatrick never gets the benefit of the doubt I think he gets too much benefit of the doubt sometimes (laughs) I think he gives himself too much benefit of the doubt sometimes that pity parade he put on after Tua took his job last year I didn't see it coming it was shocking to me and then talking to the athletic last week and he won't let it go even though he finally does have a full concrete starting job in Washington your former stomping grounds bro just get over it. You're a top 10 interception machine every year, and you've still found a way to stay in the league this long and oh, still be a starter. stay in the league forever. Forever. They, they stay in the league forever, and he's, he's, he, he doesn't get hurt. Fitzpatrick does not get no. hurt. You know, he does it, you know. He throws interception, but, you know, he's got he's better than, you know, younger players. So he'll be around, but, you know, I don't, I, I, I don't know what expectations we have for Fitzpatrick to, you know, take the Redskins to – the Washington football team. <laughs> get it right <laughs> But I, I forget what team, you know, he's on some of the time until I see him. But, uh, you know, the 
I think he does get benefit of that. Like you say, he, he gets another job, but I don't think we expect a Super Bowl title. No, Everybody hangs on those four games he has where he throws four touchdowns a game before yeah. he throws the nine picks in the next right. two games. He is he's made a career out of having four great games every season that are like he obscene, like four hundred and thirty five yards. He's like air raid <laughs> off. Hopefully this year it's different. Hopefully this year. Different. <laughs> Hopefully, Hopefully he extends it past four games. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, no, it's gonna be twelve games. All right, all right. <laughs> twelve games. Too. All right. Well, we know where Pierre's football heart lies this year. It's with the man with the huge beard, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I, I'll take him from the Dolphins fans, and we'll, we'll, we'll help him out in D.C. <laughs> oh, I love that. Uh, but Ryan, right. if you need a shoulder to cry on, I'll do it. Come, come, come over here. So Pierre Garçon hanging out with us. Uh, again, one of Peyton Manning's top targets with the Colts. Uh, went on to have a really, really outstanding career in Washington. Led the NFL in receptions in 2013. And uh, he's hanging out with us. Uh, again, Pierre Garçon, I I think some people still don't know a local guy went to John I Leonard plied his football trade here and then went on to do great we, we, things we didn't win much game at John I but we're changing that program around too as turning well. it around <laughs> turning turn it, turn it, it around, around. <laughs> absolutely he's got all kinds of connections he's rooting for John I he's got his former quarterback is the head coach Jim Bassford at Forest, at Forest Hill, Hill. Uh, so he's, he's still got the local ties uh everybody I have a big family here in South Florida oh uh, West Palm Beach yeah and Belgley too yeah I love it. I love the Pierre Garçon football tree. Like, this is good. <laughs> We're going to have to map this out in full. I'm just trying to work it so I can get him on Hysteria, too. On Friday nights, oh, talk gotcha. high school football. <laughs> so I'm just making sure he knows <laughs> all the connections. Uh, right. So I can, he can do yeah. work for me for free there, too. <laughs> Before you know it, Pierre, like, this is going to be the worst mistake you make because every Thursday, Coquel's going to be like, Pierre, can you hook me up with this guy? Can you hook me up with this guy? That's all. If I got you. Be. If I know him, I got you. All right. Yeah. There we go. Um, the, the third preseason game makes this whole thing fascinating. Which to remind everyone, it's the last preseason game. Yeah, this is, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. the third preseason game is the last this year. Uh, and for, well, for however long the CBA lasts. It used to be four preseason games. Now it's just three. Most of these teams are playing Sunday, and that's it. It used to be that you would play your final preseason game on a Thursday, mm. and then the following, not the immediate, but the, the next Sunday is when the season would start for most teams. It would be, what, 10 days. That's a 10-day layoff. Yeah. So now it's two full weeks. Third preseason game, the Dolphins will play Sunday, August 29th. They won't play again until they open the year with the Patriots Sunday the 12th. 14 days is obviously, in football world, significantly longer than 10 days. Mm -hmm. And so that presents an interesting uh, situation because some starters need the work still. But you also want to save injury and make sure that everybody is good to go and uh, that there is going to be a fresh team that takes the field in week one I I don't know I don't really care I've seen enough from Tua to me I've seen enough from Tua and I'm just speaking from a Dolphins fan standpoint I can understand that I can understand that some players do rather play actual games instead of practice because in practice there's a routine there's a the ones against the ones, the same matchup for two weeks. Yeah. You know, and it's it, it gets redundant. You're ready just for the season. It does give a lot of time to guys to heal up for the first game, but you know, injuries are a part of football. There's yeah. never gonna be a week without an injury. That's like, just even the, in practice. It, and it sucks when the guys get injured in practice than yeah. they do in games. You're yeah. like, oh man, you know, like Well, this is the tough part, is because the Dolphins are so injured at wide receiver. Who's even going to be able to play in the third game? You're already gonna have connection issues because a lot of these guys are coming back for week one anyway. So you have to I think you have to apply this trade in practice. The one good thing and the reason I would play to him maybe if 
because Fuller's starting to get better, and he's suspended week one. So maybe give Tua and Fuller two series to just kind of work to, to actually sure. work together in game action together the, before he comes well, back. The only justification I can get to play Tua. Uh, and again, I'm using the Dolphins as an example because they're my team. This could go for a lot of teams. There's a lot of teams that are going to have this discussion about whether the starters should play is to continue to get comfortable and get Jalen Waddle that's, comfortable with the speed of that's, everything. That's that's the most important thing. You know, both of them are young players. Tua's young. Jalen Waddle's young. He has to get the connection with the receivers that'll help grow later on in the year. Yeah. Seeing that confidence that he has, you know, they can go out there and, you know, first drive, do something that they wouldn't normally do just to throw the team that they play in week one off like, hey go out there and just all spread packages yep. or go out there and do all you know the the, the rpos and mm-hmm. stuff like that. either something crazy so that but still have the confidence of hearing it in the game playing it and remaking your reads the, the experience is very very important for those those young players should starters play in the third and final preseason game knowing that there's two weeks off between the final preseason game and the opener 888-760-3776 888-760-3776 and tweeted us at espn west palm i mean coquel for you do you want to see zach wilson this weekend yeah, because I want him to get as much work as possible. Put him in there for a quarter. I don't care. Keep it rhythm going. So more than a couple of series, conceivably. Give him a, qu- a quarter. Give him a quarter. Let him keep going. He's young. And if we're that worried about his durability, they're done if he gets hurt at any point in the year anyway with Mike White and James Morgan. Like, they're not going anywhere probably with him, but they're definitely not going anywhere without him. I mean, Pierre, but, but I don't think they're going to play him. I don't think they're going to You think they're going <laughs> to shelve like, him? Like, listen, we need well, you. Once you got established, once you became, you were no longer like the upstart guy out of nowhere, uh, amazing uh-huh. success story, like you're the established veteran NFL guy. How many fourth preseason games did you ever no, play? No, you don't play in the fourth preseason game. Once you become a starter and you're a known starter, you don't play in the fourth preseason game. You just kind of stay in the game mentally. But with these young players, Tua might need a little work. They just got to protect him, obviously. Zach is a different story because, you know, he is their only quarterback on yeah. the roster. I don't know the full roster like that, but he is. He's the only quarterback. Yeah, he's, he's going to be their starter. <laughs> and, you know, you don't want to risk that. That's too much of a you know, high yeah. risk and low reward. So let me give you this hypothetical then because Cam Newton went out. Uh, he left the general New England vicinity this weekend, and because it is now confirmed he's unvaccinated, he had to take COVID tests every day. He did it at a place that the NFL and NFLPA does not recognize, and so now he's in the midst of a five-day re-entry period where he's not going to see the practice field again until Thursday. The Patriots play Sunday. Mac Jones conceivably then is going to take the reps with the ones. Uh, So if if your Belichick... And maybe Cam Newton was your QB one to that point. Do you risk playing him after returning to practice for only a day? Risk playing Cam Newton? Yeah. Oh, he's a veteran. It, you know, so you're okay it, with him not he's, playing? He's, he's, he, it's like it's like he never left. Okay. Like he, he, he's got enough experience than Mac Jones. Could you know? Mac Jones conceivably win the starter job? He if could. He, balls he could. Out? He could. He definitely could. And this is the he excuse definitely. in the door. Like you, if you're Cam, you don't want to see that door open at all. And and, that door just and, got opened. But he had the same issue last year, I think, too, as well, where he got COVID and you know he, he got behind the yeah. bus and you know it wasn't the same. But yeah, Mac Jones can definitely take the job with a great great outing. On Sunday, they play? Yeah, Sunday. I mean, there's some teams where the starters, depending on who it is, have to play. And quarterbacks are always going to be the one that we focus on the most. How awkward is this week for guys? Like, even if you're the guy who's an established veteran like you were in your career, 
just knowing that everybody else is playing for their jobs, is there a different vibe? Because cut down day is the 31st. Yeah, you just hope those guys do well. You try to coach them up as much because, you know, a player knows what another player is going through. A player knows when he didn't get his depth. He knows when he didn't get his block. He knows when he didn't catch a ball or run the right route because mm-hmm. these things happen where, you know, the announcers might not pay attention to it. But players see certain things yeah. and we're like, hey, you know you should have did this. Hey, great job on that. Keep doing it. You know, you're trying to like, hey, you're trying to keep them motivated because you're not just playing for the team that you have a jersey on. You're playing for other teams, too, because they see the body language. They see the momentum. They see how you play. So it, it, it's as a player that knows he's not going to play, you're just trying to support younger guys because they're going to get their chance somewhere else, too. Yeah. I think I think now that we're talking through it, I I want to see two at least a series, maybe two. You don't want him to get hurt. You no, you want him to be protected. Yeah, like I, I I prefer him to be out there against the Patriots on September 12th yeah. on Twitter at ESPN West Palm. Finhead tweets: I want to see most of the starters, maybe a quarter or half a quarter from the Dolphins. I don't want to see him going three weeks before games and come out rusty. That's fair, but That's rusty fair. and healthy, I think I prefer a little bit of rust early in the first quarter as opposed to guys who have lingering injuries still going in that opening game. Alberto Vega tweets, no, please, no starters. I don't need another heart attack like the one I got when Jalen Waddle went down seeming like his season was over. When he got barrel rolled uh, in the second quarter and was just laying there on the turf, ripped his helmet off, I was like, of course. Of course that happens. And then, but this is where a lot of this question originates from because then Brian Flores marches him right back into the game. Yeah, like four plays later, and then after the game, he says, "I think the best way to learn football is to play football." I okay, but also you took this guy to be your top weapon. Well, when you know injuries are a part of the game, you have to play through it. He's he's a young guy; he has a lot a long future, and that's where everybody's banking on. So you know, if you start getting soft and stop playing early in your career, it starts to drag along your uh, you and, and then you, what's next Kenny gonna not play him in practice either and just have him walk <laughs> I mean Carl Lawson I'm not talking about Weddle personally I'm just talking about the whole mindset of the NFL just in general. yeah because when you get hurt you, injuries are gonna happen in the NFL but you have to you know hey bow down on your mouth, mouthpiece and you know mentally get through it man you former NFL receptions <laughs> leaders bringing so much sense to the conversation let me have my shine Pierre <laughs> well, you can get hurt anyway Jets lost their you, best Off-season acquisition, out of the year in practice. In practice, he tore his Achilles. You can't keep the guys in the bubble. Yeah, and there's certain injuries they won't throw you back out there, but there's certain injuries like, all right, did you hear a pop? No, I didn't hear a pop. All right. Yeah. And I guess Brian, <laughs> here's, here's your helmet. <laughs> Here you go. Can, can you run? Yeah. Ta- tape it up a little tighter. <laughs> I mean, Brian Flores does seem like, well, he has new school sensibilities in how he relates to players. I mm. feel like he's old school when it comes to go in there and let's start grinding. Uh, should starters play in the third and final preseason game, knowing that there's two weeks now between the last exhibition and the start of the NFL season? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. When we return... It's story time with Pierre. He's Pierre Garçon. Yes. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levicka. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. It's Ken Levicka Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken Levicka and Chris Coquel. Get your blankets. Get your popcorn and settle in, because it's about time for story time with Pierre. Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel. Coquel is back in studio with us, back in the Anna John Levine Studios. 
because he was quarantined with COVID for the last two weeks. So it's good to have him back in person. Pierre Garçon yes, spending Pierre. the whole hour with us My pleasure. here. My it's pleasure. awesome. This is legit awesome. I get to talk football. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> hey, any excuse we have to be able to spend a full hour on football, I'm for it. Uh, yes. You yes. can you can come by any time if you want to continue to tarnish your reputation Next by week. spending Next time week. with us. Next week it is. Perfect. <laughs> Locked in. Locked in. Booked. Uh, no backsies. No backsies. Absolutely not. Uh, by the way, uh, Sunday, Coquel, you're going to be busy at the Palm Beach Kennel Club, correct? Because I am going to be busy. You and Jamar? Me and Jamar are going to be out there. Not only am I going to be out there to do a show, I'm going to be looking for a Pierre Garçon rookie card. Because oh, yeah. the sports market card is exploding. Come see for yourself Sunday at the PBKC Card Show. All day from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. on the second floor of the Palm Beach Kennel Club. Over 60 vendor tables and featuring signed icon to buy, sell, and trade your cards. That the guys at Signed Icon, remarkable at helping you, and they'll just advise you, or you can just come check out what they have. Enjoy great food, a full bar, door prizes, and ESPN 106.3. We'll be broadcasting live with you know who can who? me, okay, me, Chris Coquel and Jmart. Best of all, admission is my favorite word, Ken. Free, free. <laughs> Get in there, go hang out. Looking for something to do? This kid stuff there, Pokemon and all those cards. They have all kinds of gamer cards. In there and memorabilia come out the PBK Sports Card Show, South Florida's premier sports card and memorabilia show this Sunday. More info at pbkennelclub.com. That's pbkennelclub.com. Come get yourself a Pierre Garcon rookie card. It's about time that uh, Coquel, who is stuck in his garage for two weeks, actually goes out and does something for us here. <laughs> It'll be nice to see people. <laughs> yeah, actual human beings. All right, Coquel. Time now for a segment that we like to call Story Time. Well, we've actually never done the segment. Even when, you're not, <laughs> even when you're not here, we do this. Yeah, yeah. A segment we like to call Story Time with Pierre Garçon. Everybody sit down, sit down, please. It's story time. It's story time. All right, Pierre. Yes. Let's tell some stories here. Well, we have Pierre Garcon, again, one of Peyton Manning's top targets in Indianapolis, the NFL receptions leader with Washington in 2013, and he just brings an acumen to the show that we enjoy. And so now it's story time while mm-hmm. we have the NFL veteran here. When, Pierre, did you know that you made it? What was your made it moment? When I actually went to Washington, D.C., signed, <clears throat> I signed free agent to Washington, D.C., I was like, all right. So not taking <laughs> passes from Peyton Manning, not game planning with Peyton Manning. It was when you finally got to D.C. Yeah, I had a little bit more security in D.C. Ah. <laughs> so the, it's all about the contract number, the zeros on the contract. Security, because you can get cut any day with you know Indianapolis you know, as a rookie or, or your rookie contract. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this then. Uh, that was a $48 million contract, right? Yeah. Yeah, what you know. was it like? Because I'm never going to experience this <laughs> unless I've somehow fallen into money in a will, yeah. uh, in an inheritance that I didn't expect. What was it like signing a contract that says $48 million? Now, you don't sign that contract, but you know you notice um, the taxes that are taken out because it was more taxes taken out than I took home. <laughs> so that's what Pierre noticed was the That's taxes. what you noticed. You're like, what? 
there's oh, more taxes taken out. Oh man! Yeah, and that you have is, more friends on social media. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Did you did you ask to get paid in those big like prices right checks? No, nah, the publisher's nah. clearinghouse. Uh, uh-uh, it was a direct deposit. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to see it. <laughs> right to the bank account. I don't want to see the damn paper. I don't want a paper check. Absolutely. Um, what was Pierre Garcon's first interaction with Peyton Manning? Uh, it was a fade ball. He threw it to me. You know, we're doing like routes on the air, just walk, um, just you know, half half speed, and I, he threw it. But um, when I actually said hi to him, I guess you know it was just in the locker room, and he, you know he, he introduced himself to to everybody. And we actually he invited us as rookies to his house for like a you know introductory, where after you know you get drafted, you go a week. Um, you start training for uh, for the season coming up in rookie mini camp. Yeah, and you go. We he invited us over to his house, so it was actually cool. That yeah, that was actually like one of the first times. That's awesome. Yeah, he invited us. To his That's house. awesome. Yes, yes. What was his house like? It was big. It was big. <laughs> Do you bring anything? Big. Yeah. No, I, I was I was I was actually injured at the time, so I had to came from MRI to meet them at their at his house later on in the day, and it was just it was just dinner. We were just you know everybody was quiet. I was quiet and yeah. He just listened to him, and he was talking to Mike Hart, you know, the, the other quarterback, um, and all, the offensive line that got picked in the first round, and and the tight end Jacob, uh-huh. Jacob Tammy. So we were just, you know, just Man. boys at the table, and you know, I I didn't realize the moment, but you know, now you're looking back at it, it's like, sure. oh wow, I was at Peyton's house, and we, we did have a rookie dip. <laughs> so <laughs> that's you, where Peyton places came from, <laughs> right? Right. Uh, I do like the thought though, Coquel, of uh, of Pierre bringing like a potato salad over. <laughs> <laughs> or do, do you need the lime tostitos? Like, yeah. um, so while we're on the subject of Peyton, you were just up in Canton to yes, see him yes. mm-hmm. uh, get inducted into the Hall of Fame. Yes. yes. Did yes. Peyton personally invite you, or did one of his people <laughs> invite his you? people? The team, the team has they sent out emails to you know former players, and they're like, "Hey, we're doing this event." Okay. They always send us invitations for football games, or every weekend is like a a a, 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 a theme when they're they, they're always open up to, "Hey, do you guys want to come?" and you know, Peyton was obviously Hall of Fame, and they asked, "Do you want to come?" And you can, you know, reply to this email. And I replied, "I was like, oh yeah, but we've been waiting <laughs> on this email. It came full circle." That's awesome. That is super legit. Yeah, I had a feeling though that like Peyton. Did, oh, oh, did it bother you? Did it bother you that he invited Tom Brady? Nah, nah. They're always friends. They've been friends. They are always cool. You know, they're competitors. Uh, they've been friends. That would have driven me absolutely crazy if I was Pierre. Nah, what are you doing nah. here, man? <laughs> you didn't catch balls from Peyton. Listen, if I could have played with Tom Brady, I'd be happy to. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, hey, Tampa, <laughs> you're, you're picking up yeah. old receivers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Pierre's still in great shape. Like, I think uh, the average age of that roster, Pierre, I feel like you would fit in there. Um, uh, who is uh, – I want to ask you, too, what's your, what's your personal most memorable play? Uh, you know what? It was my touchdown in the Super Bowl. It was in Miami against the Saints. Um, I remember everything about that play, and it was the it was that was the moment. I was like, all right, you know, this is this this is what it was worth for, you know. Yeah. Then I signed the contract. I was like, all right, we're scoring a touchdown in Miami in the Super Bowl. My family there, you know, the Super Bowl. So after that, I'm thinking, you know, hey, hey you know, it, it doesn't get much better than that unless you win the Super Bowl. Yeah. But I was just satisfied with like scoring a touchdown in the Super Bowl. And that was the most memorable play of my you know football career. After you catch a touchdown in the Super Bowl, do you just black out? Like, do you uh, remember no, you much want another one? Because <laughs> in the Super Bowl, everybody's playing for MVP. Because you get everybody's the, playing for MVP, and yeah. I was like, "Oh, I got a chance." Yeah, yeah, you got I'm a chance. Everybody's playing for MVP. Joseph Adai. Like, everybody's just running harder, <laughs> playing harder. You know, Peyton's got a 99 percent chance of getting it, but right. 
you know, yes, hey. especially you as a receiver, because anything you did, Peyton's taking the credit for it anyway. I do appreciate the fact that Pierre and I are very similar in that we don't give a damn about legacy. We're worried about like in the short term, what's the bonus look like here? Oh yeah, they send you a contract of like, hey, do you, um, if you win MVP, you get to say I'm going to Disney World. They uh-huh. send you a contract the week of. You're like, oh man, like this, this is real. Like, hey, there's a chance to win MVP. <laughs> so they, you're, you're thinking about it. Is there a free car from Greenway Kia in there? Yeah, oh, man, you, you probably get all kinds of cars. And we get, we got cars in Indy. We got cars like car deals, and they give us cars to drive around. So it was, it, a lot of gifts comes after winning Super Bowl and being MVP. That is amazing. <laughs> By the way, if you want yourself a great automobile, or Greenway <laughs> Kia West Palm Beach, Greenway Kia West Palm Beach dot com. Uh, who hit you? The hardest Pierre Garçon in your NFL career. I got hit one time very, 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 very hard by Ray Lewis, and it's on YouTube. <laughs> it's, on YouTube. <laughs> it's on YouTube. But I had to jump back up because, you know, you can't show any weakness on the field. So that's funny because we saw Justin Fields get blown up. You know you got hit hard when you lose your headband, too, this weekend. Oh. Uh, the, the Bills absolutely ransacked him. Uh, is that, So that's the move. When you get hit hard, you got to pop right back you up. Got like, to, didn't you hurt, got didn't to. Hurt, you didn't got hurt. to. You got to you know, throw it off because the, the, the images last a lot longer than the feeling. <laughs> <laughs> what is the worst stadium in the NFL in your oh, playing days? Man. Oakland. Oakland had the baseball field. Um, Lambeau is very, very cold. Um, Philadelphia, <laughs> they're very, very mean. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Washington, their field is not that good. Um, and that was my home team. I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> you like so, eight games of this? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. We, and then we were hoping that it didn't get cold. Um, the Giants, we played them last game of the year, and it was always raining and cold. It was, you know, pretty bad, but. The worst field was Oakland. Definitely Oakland. I like the Arizona. They were pretty, probably the best field. Yeah, and they, they cart take, that they take, turf they take, in. They take good care of it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, best teammate. Who's your best teammate of all time? You don't have to You know what's crazy? Alfred Morris is the best Let's teammate. Let's go. Alfred Morris is the nicest guy ever, ever. He would literally talk to the custodians, the janitors, everybody at this, that work at the stadium before he warms up. Like He'd go out early to just hang out with those people. He's the nicest guy, and he does it everywhere, not just at the home field. Yeah. And he's the nicest guy ever. He helps, He talks to everybody that works at the hotel, you know, the flight attendants. He would talk to anybody. I will second, third, and fourth that. He's like that always. Alfred Morris is one of the all-time great just human beings, period. You Uh, made Ken's day. Just so you know, this was all (laughs) great. That's my guy. He's a great guy. Very, very good guy. And then final question, what are the best uh, compression socks? Ah, Speed A compression. When I went to Washington, D.C., man, let me tell you how I started wearing compression socks. I went to Washington, D.C., and my first game, I got hurt. Had a a, a long play. RG3's first touchdown Mm -hmm. pass, and I, I felt the pop in my leg. And I had to do whatever it takes to get back on field because they were like, hey, you're a free agent bust. I, I didn't want to get that title. Yeah. <laughs> Just like you say, Jalen Wilder got hurt. I didn't want to be the guy that comes to a new team and get hurt. So I was like, I have to do whatever to get uh, you know, over this injury because you have to create blood flow. And I heard a pop in my foot. And I had to – blood flow is hard to get down to your feet because it's furthest away from your brain, your body, your heart. So I had to get – you know, what, I had to do whatever it takes. I started wearing compression socks. Trainers like, hey, these are the best. All right, let me wear them. I started loving them. I wore them on planes, warming games, and it's just like, you know, just stuck with me throughout my whole career because we always had to deal with swelling and all that. But I got comfortable and I was like, I like these. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I started, you know, making them and I was like, hey, this is the best compression like that you can have a speed eight compression. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> 
Uh, so speed a compression. That's that's the name. Speed a compression. Speed yes. a you compression. Catch on our Amazon. We're on Amazon. Okay. You know we're we're growing. We're growing. In so it. get to Amazon. Speed a compression. Yes. Search for. Get it right there. They yes. are Pierre Garcon yes. approved. Yes. Yes. One hundred percent. I Excellent. promise you, the highest quality ever. Uh, Pierre, this was a lot of damn fun, man. I mean, honestly, welcome back anytime. We want you back in here. We want you talking football. And uh, thank you for the story time. That was great. I like it, actually. Yeah, yeah. See, I was. Players, NFL players has a lot of stories. You know, it's just the right time. Well, don't have to ask me to keep probing your brain. (laughs) We're easing you in with the PG ones. We're going to slowly get the PG 13. And then by the end of it, I expect it to be like any given Sunday. In in two weeks, Pierre Garcon's going to be a blubbering mess as I Barbara Walters him here on the show. Uh, Pierre. Thank you so much, man. My Appreciate it. You. Pierre Garçon, thank you to, for coming in. Coquel, it's good to have you back, my, back. My, my radio <laughs> life partner. I'm Ken Lavica. We'll be back tomorrow. What are we going to do? I have no idea. Ken Lavica live on ESPN 106.3. Bye.